I'm Jen. And I'm Yvonne. And welcome to Good to the Last Bite. We're just two homemakers and best friends answering the daily question, what's for dinner? Wow, what a unique question. Yes, so uncommon. Nobody asked that question. (laughs) Nobody. Join us as we talk about life and the journey to step out of the box. And enjoying it to the last bite. And welcome to Good to the Last Bite. We are so glad you're here joining us for this episode. So good to be back. Yes, it's so good. Um, we are so excited because we have officially published our episodes. Yes, we really have. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe, but we are officially podcasters now. That's right. We worked pretty hard for a couple of months to try to figure things out and tweak it just so we would have a quality podcast for you. And so we're really excited that it's finally out there. (laughs) It's been, it's been such a good week so far. Everybody has been messaging, telling much how much we like, they like it. I'm glad to hear. I'm so thankful for everyone who's already downloaded it, but share it with your friends and let people know because we want more people to listen. Yeah, we definitely do. And we are so, so grateful, actually. But before we go any farther, let's get into it. Jen, yeah. what's for dinner? Well, uh, since it's my turn to cook this week, I thought that I would cook probably my husband's favorite thing that I make. And I love it. And I know Vaughn loves this kind of food. We are making uh, ramen today. Beef ramen. Mm. It's a kind of a mixture between Japanese and Korean ramen. Um, We'll go into it, but just quickly, I'll go through the ingredients and then uh, we'll get started. So this is a really, really simple recipe that doesn't require a lot of work, Okay. um, but the the flavors together make up, the stove does the cooking for you, does the work for you, and then the flavors all mixed together is absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. So I have here about a pound or 500 grams worth of stewing beef that um, that has been salted and peppered that I will use. And then along with that, I have two or three cloves of garlic, about two or three inches of ginger, Thai chilies that I use. About, I'm using three today, but you can use as many as you'd like, depending on your spice preference. Okay. Three is a lot. Three is so a lot. So maybe <laughs> one to three. Um uh, but it also depends on the ratio of broth that you use. So if you use, make a lot of broth, you might want more chili flakes. Um, then we also have that we add into the soup part. I use um, about eight cups of, uh, yeah, eight cups or two liters roughly of uh, beef broth or a combination of chicken and beef broth. That's what I'm using today because that's what I have. Right. You could also use just vegetable broth if you're not going to use any meat in this in this dish. Um, then you also have soy sauce, rice vinegar, miso paste, like fresh miso paste, and uh, gochujang, which is the Korean red hot pepper paste. Okay. And then, of course, rice noodles that I use. You can use ramen noodles uh, from the packages if you'd like, or udon noodles, some kind of noodle that you like. I'm using, like I said, rice noodles. Yeah. I've had ramen, like Japanese ramen noodles I've used before. And then you add that later into the soup after it's been cooking for a long time. I, that we can talk about that. I just thought about it. I was like, it would be kind of weird if you had spaghetti noodles in there. Maybe, but like I mean, Filipinos use spaghetti noodles. Do they? But I guess 
Uh, for some things. Like, okay. I don't know. Not everything. I shouldn't speak. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a Filipino expert, so maybe I shouldn't say those <laughs> things, but I know they make a, like a spaghetti there. So okay, I, there's like a Chinese noodle that's like a thicker, that looks like spaghetti. Is that as well? But I wouldn't recommend. I would recommend Asian noodles. Asian noodles. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there I'm you go. That's a, a good one. <laughs> um, well, and then, then there's also garnish options, but we can talk about that after we've gotten started and later on maybe uh, different options you can do to add to your ramen yeah. when you serve it out, like adding the noodles later. So what I'm doing right now is I'm just uh, dicing up the chilies and mincing the, the ginger. I do mince the garlic, but I'm going to use my garlic press because I don't want to mince it. Because so, you're fancy. Because uh, <laughs> I'm fancy. But this recipe also, you could actually, except for the chilies, you could just put the whole knob of ginger into the broth. And then also the garlic, you could also just put that in whole if you don't want to have lots of like spice to it. But we like the ginger and the, the garlic, so I like to mince it. So that's what I'm doing right now to prep. And then I'm going to, then I'll get started on cooking the meat a little bit later. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. So when was the first time that you had ramen? Like real Asian style ramen? <sighs> well, I would have to say uh, 2008 to 2010, I lived on a ship. <laughs> And for those of you uh, who don't know, that means I was a, uh, I was on a missionary ship volunteering, going around the world. And there were people from all over the world on this ship with me. And we did volunteer work in different places. So cool. And there were, there were Koreans. And I had the wonderful package, hot, spicy Korean noodles that you just, that, that, uh, the curly looking perm hair kind of yeah. looking like noodles yeah. that come in that square block as well as with the spicy powder. And I ate that with Korean people on board all, almost all the time. It was a simple thing you could do on your own instead of eating the food that maybe was provided on the ship yeah. or later at It's a good option. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also it's a social thing. It's nice to be able to eat stuff like that. So that was the first time. And it was so spicy for me when I first ate it. Oh, yes. And then slowly it's gotten less spicy to me so it which is good what about you when was the first time you had ramen so um i was just thinking about this and actually the first time i had like the korean style spicy ramen was oh what were the years i'm dating my i don't know the years i'm off the top of my head but i was in ninth grade and i was in i was in a boarding school living in a boarding home with some other kids and my roommate was Korean. She had several um, Korean ramen packets. And one day she was like, Oh, you can have it. It's fine. Just try it. So I was like, Oh sweet. That's so nice of you. Fully expecting it to be like the kind you would get at Walmart with just like the chicken chicken ramen. Yeah. 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 Fully expecting that. And I put the water in there and I put like the whole seasoning packet in, not even thinking it through. And I just remember being like, uh, 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 I can't, I can't breathe. This is crazy. It's so hot. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, growing up, we that's the same thing. I don't know if it's the name of the brand in or one of the brands in uh, the United States, but we have what's called Mr. Noodles. That was what I had growing <laughs> up that were like basic chicken broth or beef flavored seasoning packages, but that same kind of noodle. Nice really high sodium oh yeah <laughs> yeah um or and another one that's really popular here in canada is called ichiban again very simple flavor mm-hmm. but i think that those ones are more based on 
not Korean ramen, but Japanese ramen. Right. Because what I, I've learned recently is the difference between them, which I've had Japanese ramen before as well, but Japanese ramen is a more, like, it's not as spicy of a flavor. It's a chicken, pork, seafood-based yeah. broth, and it has a thicker noodle and has a lot more, like, added things to it, whereas Korean ramen is that instant package that, you know, which that mm-hmm. spicy seasoning package that uh, people all love all over the world. I know we're, we're going to talk about it in a later episode, but Yvonne and I did meet when we were in Korea. Yes. And so living in Korea, you would see people eating that sh- the ramen, my favorite one being Shin Ramen, mm, yeah. uh, at 7-Elevens or other convenience stores. All the stores. convenience stores. Go, yeah. Yeah. We would just go and buy a package of it add the hot water right there and sit in the stand in the convenience store eating their ramen. Yes, they did. So it it was uh, definitely a staple at times for that. And now it's like a comfort food. If I'm like really not. Same for me. If I want something easy, but I want that kind of comfort food, I go for a good shin ramen and add a hard boiled, I I poach an egg in it. It's so delicious. And kind of where the inspiration for this dish came from. It was starting off as a Japanese ramen dish, but then I started to think, you know, I really like the spice of Korean ramen. Like, I like that hot spice. Korea is known for spicy food, but its temperature is hot and the seasoning is hot. Yes. That's what I like to describe Korean food as to people. So when I was making this dish, I added the the Korean chili paste to it, and it adds that deep flavor like a Korean ramen package, in my opinion. Of course, I'm not a professional. But uh, I feel like I've hey, eaten if, enough that I can. Yeah, if try you something. like it, if you like it, and you want to eat it, you're a professional in your kitchen. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's good. That's a perfect, perfect <laughs> answer. Okay, so I'm um, just as before we keep going. I am just heating up the oil right now. Uh, just a little bit of oil, left, like maybe two teaspoons to a tablespoon. It depends on again on how much you're making. Okay. And I'm just heating that up on medium heat. Normally, I do this on high heat, but. Avon can say and contest that that's going to be way too loud for those who are listening. Um, <laughs> as you guys hear me chopping and stuff, that's fine. It is but loud. The sound of the sizzle of the frying meat at the high heat <laughs> to brown it is uh, too high. So I'm doing it on a lower heat and I'm just going to salt and pepper, like I said, salt and pepper the stew beef. And then I'm going to add, I'm going to brown that, adding in the garlic, chilies, and ginger. And you want to be careful because when you add chilies to like frying oil the aroma can be very strong because we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again we want to bloom the flavors we want to make them uh, bloom by adding them to a dry pan or an oiled pan and chili can cause an aroma into the uh, into the air and make you choke so please bear with me i'm going to try not to uh make myself choke (laughs) by the seasoning of uh, chili, but uh, that's what we're going to do right now. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, the best part of what uh, you just heard, you can't see this because we are like in a little studio video chatting together, but Jen's dog's name is Chili. And so when she said, when she said Chili, she was like looking back to make sure we didn't hear little dog feet running. And uh, it was quite humorous. <laughs> and I do hear dog feet run, running around, but I keep saying his name, so I can't really blame him. It's, that's true. Um, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing right now. Just adding up some salt and some pepper to uh, my meat, making sure I'm getting it nice and brown. You want to do that to add more flavor to the um, the broth that you're making. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that. You know, we published our first, we've got a couple of podcasts under our belt, but we published our first podcast this week and we, um, it, we were going to have like this kind of like mini ceremony where she and I were going to video chat and one of us was going to push the publish button and then we were going to celebrate and be like, yay, we did it. Um, so we had this whole thing planned out, you know, the whole two seconds it would be to... <laughs> push this button and uh, we were going to do it that afternoon we had talked about it that morning we were going to do it that afternoon and <laughs> I I messaged Jen and I'm like okay we can't I can't do this like you're gonna have to do it with me and here is why I was literally standing in my basement with water practically up to my mid calf from all of this weather. I couldn't believe it. It was unbel unbelievable. I'm like sending her this video message from my basement and you could just hear water pouring in and I show her my shoes and I'm like, see, you can't even see my feet. Like they are underwater. So you're going to have to publish without me. She was, she was definitely on her own path at that time. It was, uh, it was pretty intense. And I was, I was, we were disappointed that we couldn't be celebratory together, but I figured you had other things in your mind. Yes, it, well, it will just be always a memorable moment when we published the podcast while I was ankle deep in flood water in my basement. Yeah, oh, so and then I spent basically the rest of the afternoon with my husband cleaning the basement, getting the water out, trying to figure out a solution to it. But Ooh, all this melting snow, and then it warmed up and rained, and oh, we had so much rain. I mean, maybe we should have picked a different season, but we were saying, why not? Our goal was February, and we got the end of February, so like it was, it was a great day, though. I feel like the reception so far has been so wonderful. I'm so happy to hear. Yes, people have enjoyed it so far, and they, you know, I'm I'm glad to know that we're. People are out there listening to us cook and talk. <laughs> cook and talk. <laughs> Which is literally right. what we do every day. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, this is the community we wanted to build. We wanted to build a cook and talk kind of community. So we're so glad you've joined us. And also feel free if you have recipe suggestions or maybe a fun fact that we need to know about one of our meals. You can always email us also at goodlastbite at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram. So we would love to have more information from you guys. And uh, we're just so happy to be here and have you as part Absolutely. of it. Well, everything is cooking together. The smell is amazing. The chili and the ginger just starting to heat up. It's a little different than what I'm used to, again, because I'm doing it on lower heat. But that's right. for everyone's safety, not just for mine and for <laughs> everybody else's that's listening. Um, one, one thing uh, for all of you to remember, too, is if ever you're interested in cooking this, we have put the recipe in the description of each of the podcasts below. So yes. if you're looking for our previous ones, go ahead and look at the description of that episode or this one. And you can see my recipe for ramen. But we also want you to encourage you to try 
your own version. Like, again, if Yvonne, if Yvonne makes this, she's not going to add as much chili as I do because she'll be the only one who's eating it at her house. But Also true. Um, maybe if you like it even spicier, you might be adding a little bit more. Okay. This is almost finished. And once this is finished browning, I'm just going to let it get a little bit hotter. I'm going to be adding all of the broth in, and then we'll be adding the other Asian accoutrements into the plate to make the flavor. And then you just sit and let it cook for hours. Hold on, hold on. What did you just say? Asian what? Accoutrements. Accoutrements. Ooh, okay. This is a new word for me. Maybe I've heard it, but... I might be using it wrong, but I think it's like... It just means like... How do you spell that? I mean, hold on. You're putting me on the spot here. I, no, I mean, I was I was, gonna say, I was trying to figure out how to spell it in my <laughs> own head. I was like, how would you accoutrement? Okay, I love it. That's great. No, I just haven't heard that Maybe word. I'm using it really incorrectly. Look at that. Last last episode, we had the discussion about cumin versus cumin. Oh, yes. And, and Google says and I was now wrong. And now we have that. And, and Google says you were wrong, as well as... Uh, now we have this other language, one of accoutrements. But I don't even think I... Normally people use that for, like, not for food. But anyway, all the Asian condiments, the soy sauce, the rice vinegar, all of that stuff, we're going to be adding that just to the flavor uh, of the broth. Uh, something nice is about this is, like, you can make it your own. I'm using beef, but you, if you want to be fully a vegetarian version of this, then you can go ahead and just don't add any of the meat. We like it because it adds a really nice deep flavor to that beef broth that we're creating. Right. Um, and stew beef can be very delicious. Like you want to let it cook for so long that it's just like peeling apart. Oh, it sounds it's so good. There is uh, just a few more minutes here. You're making me hungry just yeah. talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm oh. making myself hungry. Oh, and I wanted to let you know that the way you spell accoutrement is A C C. O U T R E M E N T. And what does it mean? Additional items of dress or equipment or other items carried or worn by a person or used for a particular activity. So, very, I mean, technically. Yeah, I think you got it. Technically, it's used for a particular activity. So, ooh, accoutrement. I'm so impressed. Thank you, thank you. I need to put that in my vocabulary. Husband always says, because I lived overseas for so long, about 10 years overall in different places, my English has gotten so poor. There was a saying that like people who go to different countries or went to the ship and lived in English was their second language. Their English got better over that time. But those people whose English was their first language, (laughs) it got worse because you were using simpler English. Um, But my husband always makes fun of me find myself using words incorrectly now more than I used to because I guess of living overseas for so long. Not anybody else's fault but my own. <laughs> I've I don't think I've heard that, but it is probably true. I will also say that it is pretty well a proven fact that if you uh spend your life surrounded by children, your vocabulary also decreases. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. As a okay, just mom, this is true. So Oh, I believe, I totally believe it. Um, so now I'm just going to add, like I said, all of the, the Asian accoutrements, condiments to the broth. Um, like I said, it's about eight cups of broth that I've put in with the meat. And now it's just, and now I've turned it up to high heat to let it get to a real roaring boil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add about two tablespoons 
or more chunky tablespoons, as I would probably call it. Chunky tablespoons. Of the miso soup paste. Um, This is this you would find if you go to an Asian market or maybe other grocery stores. You would find it in like the cold produce section, uh, cold section in produce usually. I've got um, to check. I have an I have an Asian market near me, and but it's it's cold, so you it's not mm. just on the regular like a condiment like a Asian shelf, canned shelf, um, and it's so delicious. It's good on its own, just with some water. It makes a nice miso broth, you know and I'm going to add about the same, a little bit less for myself. Again, this is just a preference of the hot pepper paste. I'll add probably two like normal sized tablespoons of the pepper paste. Uh, it's very bright red, so please be careful not to get it on your clothing because it will. Ooh. It's very nice. difficult to remove. <laughs> very, very difficult. And then I'll add about a tablespoon or two of soy sauce as well as the rice vinegar. And then just let that boil. Okay. And that's the hard part of the work until you've finished, like you feel like you're ready to, to eat it. That's the main work. I let it sit for like a few hours. I really want that beef to get nice and tender. So uh, that's what I do. It takes a long time. Uh, but if you don't add the broth, if you don't add the meat, you could have this in 15 minutes if you'd like. True. It's just a matter of getting all of the ingredients together. Now, like I've mentioned before, if you're not interested in having like it really spicy, you've left the ginger hole or you, and the garlic hole, or you just want to remove them, you can boil this for at least 15 minutes and then strain it and remove all of those fillings, which to me is just like one of the best parts of it. <laughs> and then, um, and then use that clear broth um, for it, or you don't add the Korean paste if you don't want to. And then it's more like of a Japanese style broth. Yeah. So, like, one of the bigger differences, really, between the Japanese style and the Korean style is that the Korean is going to have heat, a lot more yeah. heat. Like, Japanese food doesn't really have heat. Yeah, it it can, like you, but it's usually in an add-on, like adding chilies to the dish. Right. Or adding, like, as a seasoning thing, which you can also do with this one as well. But this one, like, the color is, like, a deep red and with the beef. Looks so good, and it really smells delicious. Mm. <laughs> it's making me um, so, so hungry. So, speaking of speaking of toppings, or when you finished it, like yes, uh, what I like to do is like whenever I'm ready to serve it, or we're about to have dinner, I'll cook some noodles in a separate dish, and then add them, just like soup. Okay. Add noodles to the soup. I because this is such a large amount, and there's only two of us here. I don't add the noodles right to the broth. But you could do it that way, too, just like you would if they're ramen package, right? Right. And so sometimes when my husband and I have it, like, as leftovers or he wants it, like, a late night, like ramen, I'll just take the small portion, boil that up, and add the noodles right to that. And you can serve it just plain like that. Or you can, uh, something we like to add is some diced leek to it. Or you could add some bok choy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just as a nice crunch. We personally just like the flavor of the leek more than bok choy, but bok choy would be delicious. Maybe spinach even. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted. Uh, then you can also add, for toppings, I add a soft boiled or like a medium boiled egg cut okay. in half. It's very Japanese actually sounding. Um, <laughs> sometimes I add a little bit of nori or seaweed, diced yes. seaweed, just to add a little bit of that flavor. Some green onions, some cilantro or coriander. What about sesame seeds? 
and sesame seed. That was the last one I was going to say. Oh, okay. Add some black sesame right on top. And that's, and that's about it. Mm, that's so delicious. I'm like sitting over here going, I just want to drive to your house. It's a long <laughs> drive, but I just want to do it. I want to go over there and eat some ramen. And one thing I like about this is, like, I'm not really doing much work. Like, I just poured everything together, and now yeah. we're boiling, and the hot the hot broth is going to merge all the flavors together, continue to cook that beef down. And I'll tell you what, the longer you keep it in the fridge, the better it gets, because the <laughs> meat continues to soften and all of that stuff. Oh. It's so good. I bet and this freezes like really well, too, though. Like, even, well, if, probably. even if you just made it as a broth and froze it and, like, had you know, wrote on your little baggies, ramen broth. Yep. All you'd have totally. to do is cook your noodles. Yeah, I know. It, that's, that's the great thing is like we, like, especially too, if, sorry, if you didn't have any meat product in it, if you did it all in a vegetarian version, it would have even longer shelf life. But we don't need to cook the noodles until you're ready to eat it, which is what I love about it so much. It's just a nice dish. And like I said, my husband loves this. He tells me almost every time we eat it that it's what he wants all the time so um <laughs> please guys i just i recommend you try it especially if you enjoy spicy soups or hot dishes like that uh, it's a very simple recipe that yeah. you could have in 15 minutes or a few hours depending if you add the meat and it's the payoff is so good because of the mixture of all right. those flavors and like i've said we eat it regularly here and can't go wrong and I'm just excited that we're sharing it with everybody now you would probably have to plan ahead though because like I actually while you were talking I just wrote down in my kind of my running grocery list I put miso paste and Asian noodles because I don't like I haven't even thought to go look for miso paste even though you and I have had this conversation before and also (laughs) I don't have Asian noodles like I could pull out probably some spaghetti or lasagna noodles but I don't have Asian noodles. So that is something that if you maybe don't have an international market nearby, you would actually have to go look for or make a special trip for. I, I or will. order online as well. Or order online. Yes, that's true. We try to keep like the products that we use regularly in store. So I have a stock of different things. Yes. Like- different pasta noodles and marineras and the, the, the basic dry ingredients that we use right. regularly. And one of the ones I keep is packages of the hot pepper paste. Until you open it, it can be on the dry shelf. And then also like packages of broth, Asian noodles, just is a it's a staple in our household. And I keep meat in the freezer and I always have miso paste in our fridge. So for us, it could be an easy like Let's do this. (laughs) I I would have to do a little bit of work to get to that point. Like I have other things. I have a whole pantry and stuff like that, but not that. So I would have to stock up. Yeah, it's it's definitely so enjoyable. And like I'm just watching it bubble right now and it smells. I can hear it. The smell is just so intoxicating. And, you know, I got to tell you guys one thing. After we posted this last, the first episode, um, it was the vegetarian chili that Yvonne made last week. And it was just so inspiring that I made chili tonight for dinner <laughs> and now I'm making ramen so we can have uh, this because I like to make this ahead of time so it sits and then when we enjoy it together. So I have the smells of chili and the smell of ramen in my house at the moment. It's oh, how quite fun. intoxicating yeah, here. Yeah. 
that yeah, you're ready to eat. Good. It's so well, good. Thank you so much for telling us about how to make ramen. I'm like literally going to have to go to the store tomorrow and buy this stuff because now I just <laughs> want – that's the problem with this podcast. We're influencers. We influence like what we want to eat. <laughs> like you make chili – now you made ramen and I want ramen. Like, <laughs> And one thing I also always have on my shelves just quickly is shin ramen. Because just when in doubt, I want some comfort food or we want some yes. late night snack. A good package of Korean ramen is key. Yeah. So even though this, this ramen is absolutely delicious, there it's a nice temptation just to have that there every once in a while. <laughs> to have good balance and a good little snack. Yes, sometimes. quick meal, quick meal. Well, thank yeah. you guys so much for listening and for sharing. We hope you join us again next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.